Ephesians chapter 5. We're walking into the second week of our Children of the Day series, which is founded in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 5, which says this, for you are all children of the light, children of the day. And we've been using that in tandem with Ephesians chapter 5. So let's jump back in right there, right away tonight, and see what God has in store for us. I'm going to start reading in verse 8. God's Word says, we're at one time, everybody say one time, at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then, how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I didn't think that that would be received quite so well. Even if you don't agree, it's not up for debate. Sorry, we are about truth in this house, and that statement is truth. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Anyways, whether you want to believe it or not, Brooks, that is the reality of things. And in 1991, Gatorade broadcasted a commercial featuring MJ playing basketball with kids, teens, adults, people of all ages, along with a song that they had written specifically for that commercial titled, Be Like Mike. So here are just a snippet of lyrics from that particular song that says, sometimes I dream that he is me. You've got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move, I dream I groove like Mike. If I could be like Mike, oh, if I could be like Mike. The greatest there ever is. Everybody wanted to be like Mike back in those days. That was my childhood. I wanted to be like Mike. I believe I can fly. You know how many times I tried to dunk in my backyard after watching Space Jam? I wanted to be like Mike. Everybody wanted to be like Mike back then. Everybody wanted to have his skills, to have his life, to have his fame, to have his success. And, you know, you may not have ever wanted to be like Mike. You might not can relate to that specifically. But most of us have had somebody along the way in our life that we did want to be like. Somebody that we looked up to, somebody that we thought was cool, somebody that we thought was worth imitating. And so Paul says to these believers, you are now light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. And he's saying, in other words, and here's our title for tonight, be like light. Those of us who have been transferred out of darkness and into light by Jesus, we are now to walk as children of light. In other words, we are now to be like light, to imitate and exemplify its qualities in our lives. And this is 
completely different than the dark that we used to know and walk in. And I, I don't think that this can be overstated as we walk through these next couple of weeks in this study, the fact that light and dark are polar opposites. They have nothing in common. Light and dark, they have no relation to one another. And so we have no business as children of light messing around with that which is completely opposite of who we are called to be. Light has no business messing around with darkness. Light has no business messing around with wickedness or evil. They are completely different. They have no relation. They have no commonality. Our lives in Christ, like light compared to dark, are to look drastically different than they once did. That means the places that we go look drastically different than they once did. The way in which we talk sounds drastically different than it once did. How we think focuses in an entirely different way than it once did. Who we hang out with begins to look entirely different than the crowd we once hung out with. All of these things begin to change in our life when we move out of darkness and into light. We begin to look and be like light. Now, a few characteristics that show themselves in our lives that look like light are some things that Paul has identified for us in the text that we just read. So I want to point those things out specifically to you. So the first of which is this, light emits. A characteristic of light is that it emits. So if you go back and look at the text, in verse 8, as Paul is speaking to these believers, he says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. So light emits. In other words, it goes forth. It sends out a beam. It gives off its light. In other words, it's a projection. It's a going forth. It's a sending out. And when we walk as children of light, we emit the light of Jesus from within us. In other words, our lives are to be sending out a beam of Christ's light that resides within us. We are to be giving off light. It should be emitting itself from us. If the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ lives within us and his light dwells within us, then it should be going out from our lives. It should be sending forth its beam from us. How, though? Paul gives us the answer. He tells us that the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. So we emit light when we walk as children of light in the things which are good and right and true. So 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14 says this, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance or your former darkness, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy. Nudge the neighbor beside you and say, be holy. Be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. We walk as children of light. We walk in holiness and righteousness, seeking to honor God in all that we do. That is the 
essence of us being children of the day. That's what it means to walk as children of life. No longer participating in the things, no longer entertaining the thoughts, no longer invoking the vocabulary, no longer dwelling in the passions that we once dwelled in that didn't honor God in any way, form, or fashion. As we walk as children of light, everything that we walk into, everything that we encounter should be filtered through this. Is this thing good? Is this thing right? Is this thing true? And would this please God? Hey, listen to me. If you will make a habit of filtering the things in your life through those questions, it'll keep you out of a lot of dark places. Is this good? Is this right? Is this true? And here's the thing. If you struggle with answering any one of those questions, then Paul adds the last one in there that's just the end-all, be-all. Ultimately, would this please God? You don't have to debate that. You know. We know the answer to those things when we encounter them. There, there's no gray area of would this please God or not. We know whether or not what we are about to engage with, what we are about to interact in, what we are about to give ourselves over to, there's no question of is this going to please God or not. Dark and light are not hard or difficult to distinguish from one another. Does this please God? If not, listen to me here. Let's do a little bit of teaching. If not, walk away from it. Don't try to advance through it. And the reason why I say that is because I think some of us get in trouble at this point. You get to a place, and you know I probably shouldn't go there. I know I shouldn't go there. I know that's darkness right around the corner. I know that's something I should not participate in. I know this is a place that I should not be found in. I know that is a temptation that I have not been able to withstand. You get right to the edge of that, and instead of walking away from it, you think like you have time and time again, even though it's right here in front of me, I can push through. I'll be fine. I can go into that place and not be phased by people that are there. I can allow myself to, to walk through, even though I failed this temptation time and time again. It's going to be different this time because I'm self-willed. I'm self-motivated. I can do this. So I, I can just push through it this time. I can, I can push my way through that darkness. I got the light of Jesus within me. I can, I can march right through it. And so instead of walking away from it, you try to advance through it, and you get in trouble at this point because you think you can plow, but you end up getting plundered. You walk into some place that you shouldn't have, thinking that you can handle it, and instead, that darkness ends up plundering your joy. It ends up plundering your peace. It ends up plundering your security. It ends up plundering your identity. And you don't come out any better on the other side than you have time and time again when you try to just plow right through it. Time and time again, God through his word warns us that when we encounter darkness, to flee from it. There are only certain times when we are encouraged, when all other routes are closed off to fight through it. As the opportunity lends itself to run, 
you run. You get away from darkness. You do not challenge darkness. You do not look for a fight with darkness. You run away from darkness. Get out of there. Don't try and just push through it. How many times has that worked for you? So stop trying it. Instead, turn around and run in the other direction. Just stay in the light instead. Instead of seeing darkness and thinking, I can walk through that, just don't go in there. Stay out of that. Like, what is it about? It's like in every scary movie, right? And this is all about like closing ourselves off from those things. But one of the dumb things about scary movies is that the characters always do what they're not supposed to do. It's like obvious, right? It's like, oh, there's a room full of chainsaws. You think we should go through it? There's a guy with a mask in there. He's probably friendly, right? And that's just like, that's one of the things like, I'm not advocating for horror movies and all that, but one of the things that used to drive me nuts about watching those things is just like, it's so dumb. Like, why? Who would do that? It's not even real life. Like, you know, it's obvious. I shouldn't, you should not go in there. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't jump in the car when you don't have any keys. Like, it doesn't, none of it makes any sense. Well, neither does it make sense in the life of a believer to be staring right into darkness and to decide, I'm just going to walk right through it. Go the other way. Stay in the light. Remain in holiness. Remain in righteousness. Jesus made it clear that we are the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. That insinuates that a light is emitting from us. That insinuates that we are giving off and sending out a light. But listen, that doesn't happen if we aren't daily walking with Jesus. That doesn't happen if we aren't daily spending time in his word, maturing in our faith. Daily study daily prayer, daily worship, daily discipleship. These are the things that keep your light shining. Matthew 5, 16, a couple of verses down from Jesus telling the church that they're the light of the world. He says this, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So my question is, are you giving off any light? Is your light before others? In your life can they see the light of Jesus emitting from you can they tell that there is something drastically different about your life do your actions align with your proclamations is there a visible noticeable differing light coming forth from you than the darkness that you once walked in because listen this world of darkness so desperately needs the church to be the light of the world. Desperately. You can't, you can't put darkness into light. You know why? Because darkness doesn't emit anything. It's just dark. But you can put light into darkness. And that's exactly why Jesus has left us here. Because we are the ones that give off we are the ones that send out a beam of light. Christ has not left us here as his church on the earth in some cruel, insensitive measure because he wants us to suffer through the hardships and the trials and the tribulations and the adversities of living in a fallen world. He's left us here so that we can be the light of the world, a beacon of hope, a measure of peace, the good news of the gospel to those who are lost, in darkness around us. So are you emitting light? 
Are you giving off light to those around you? Can they see Christ's light bursting forth from within you? Light emits. Light also exposes. Going back to the text, in verse 11, Paul continues and he says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. And I don't have to tell you this for you to know it, but if you take a light into a dark room, that room and the things in it become visible. So as believers who have been born again into Jesus, Paul's instruction for us is that we are to take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. And I said this earlier, but it cannot be overstated do not play with darkness. Don't mess around with it. Paul emphasizes that when he says, take no part. Everybody say, no part. Take no part in fruitful, unfruitful works of darkness. He doesn't say take partial part. He doesn't say, hey, it's okay if you want to experiment around with darkness for a little bit. He doesn't say it's okay if you want to, you know, keep, just keep one foot in the light. As long as you can have one foot in darkness, just keep one foot in the light. He doesn't say anything like that. He says, take no part in it. Don't have any association with it. Don't play around with it. Don't seek it out. Don't mess with it. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. As children of the day, we don't entertain darkness, we expose it. It is a vast difference. We don't play with or participate in darkness. But if we do find ourselves around it, Paul lets us know that the light within us should be exposing the darkness around us. Now let's take a moment and kind of digest something here a little bit. I want to talk about for a second what Paul isn't saying. Here's what he is not saying. He is not saying that this is a pass or a call for us as believers to start pummeling those in darkness with judgment. So he's not saying this is a free pass for us as Christians to come together and start hitting people with Bibles, tying them up and forcibly making them watch Veggie Tales and sing children's church nursery rhymes and stuff like that. He's like, this is not a pass for us to go around executing judgment on people who are walking around in darkness. Let me give you all a simple word of advice. Lost people do lost things and act in lost ways. So as children of light, Paul's saying, this is what I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you to go around and start Bible-thumping everybody, letting them know that, oh, my goodness, you're doing that? You're a sinner. You're going to hell. You know, like just beating people over the head with judgmental verbiage that they don't even understand to begin with. What he is saying is that we as light make the darkness aware of its darkness. Darkness should not be comfortable around children of light. Nor should children of light be comfortable around darkness. And I feel like Maybe the latter is a little bit too much existent. 
that children of light perhaps have gotten a little bit too comfortable with being around and in association with darkness and even participating in it. Because let me tell you, if if you're willing to hang out with it, you're willing to participate with it. And so, so many people who are professing believers, children of light, have gotten a little too comfortable with darkness. We shouldn't be comfortable with darkness, and the darkness shouldn't be comfortable with us. Let me give you a prime example. A while back, me and my wife were at an event, and I'm not going to go into all the specific details of what that event was or who was there, who wasn't there, what we were doing, whatever, just know that we were there. We're at an event where several actions of darkness, worldliness, just worldly things were taking place and being participated in at this event. And so me and Ashley are there, and we're just doing our own thing, you know, like we're just hanging out at our own table and enjoying the company that's around us. We're not necessarily paying attention or looking at or doing anything like that with the people that are around us doing those particular things. We're just there. And so eventually somebody comes up to her and voices that there were some people who were uncomfortable with us being there and not participating in the things that they were participating in. (laughs) Keep in mind, we haven't said anything about what they were doing. We haven't been sitting across the room, like off in a corner, like staring at them while they're doing those things or pointing our finger or like leaning over and whispering. And I'm like, guys, did you see what they're doing over there? None of that was taking place. We're just sitting there doing our own thing, taking in the sights and the sounds of the event that we were invited to be a part of. And now these people are uncomfortable with our presence being there because we're not participating in the dark worldly things that they were doing, even though we had not said one thing, we had not made one judgmental comment, we had not walked up to anybody and called them sinners or told them that they were going to hell for what they did. But the nature of who we are, what they knew I do for a living, who we are and what we stand upon in the name of Jesus Christ made darkness uncomfortable. That's what Paul is getting at. And I don't share that story with you to pat me and my wife on the back for the lives that we live or whatever. I'm just saying that as we walk as children of light, that's the natural reaction darkness should have towards us when we're in dark places. We didn't just willy-nilly walk up into that place. We were invited to go. And just because of our presence there in the light of Jesus emitting from us, it made darkness uncomfortable. Is that your life? Listen, you don't. It's the Spirit of God that convicts. We didn't say a word to any of those people while we were there, and conviction was everywhere. Whether they recognized it as such or not does not remove the fact that it was there. But here's what I really want you to see in the midst of this. Not only just with what happened with me and my wife, but what Paul's getting at here is he's talking about being children of light amongst the dark world. What I really want you to see is this. It's the fact that those people recognized that there was a light. Our exposing of the darkness isn't about us having a governing opportunity, but a gospel opportunity. 
Paul says this isn't, this isn't so you can point out the wrong in people's lives. This isn't so you can point out the sin in people's lives. This isn't so you can point out the wickedness in somebody's life. It's so that you can point them to Jesus. That's the point. That's why light exposes darkness. Listen, it's, there's only one true and right judge. Now, I'm not saying we don't hold one another accountable as brothers and sisters in Christ. But when it comes to us pointing people who are lost and in darkness to the love and grace and mercy and forgiveness of Jesus Christ, you let him take care of the convicting and the drawing side of things. You just walk as children of light. Let them people see that there is a light within you. This is not about you pointing out all the things. It's about who you are pointing them to. Light exposes darkness in a way in which it points those in it towards the light. Researchers believe that without any obstruction or any other outside external interference, that a person would just average vision. How many of you would you say have average vision? How many have below average vision? How many of you have to have corrective lenses to have average vision? That's me. If I pop my contacts out, I couldn't find my way out of this room right now. Researchers have told us that people with just average vision, with no obstruction, no external interference, can see a candle flame, a single candle flame, about the size of your finger, as far away as up to 1.6 miles. That's a long, long ways to see a little, little bitty, tiny dot of light. Does the darkness around you recognize the light within you? You can be surrounded by darkness on all sides. But if you've got the flame and the fire and the light of Jesus residing within you, you might be the only light in that place. But in a place that is so full of darkness, that light, no matter how small, no matter how isolated, no matter how individualistic, can't help but stick out in the darkness. Light exposes. One last characteristic. And that's the fact that light enhances. So if you go back one more time to the text in verse 15... As Paul continues, he says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. To enhance something is to intensify it or to increase it in some way. Light just makes everything better. Would you agree? It enhances life in general. Like trying to do things in the dark versus trying to do things in light, it's just a world of difference. Like trying to, trying to put something together, trying to change. Have you ever had to try to, to change a flat tire or something like that? You ever tried doing that in the dark? When I mean, you'd be losing tools, 
you got bolts and nuts that are falling. You don't know where they went to this day. You still haven't found them. Like, trying to do stuff in the dark, trying to hold a light when you ain't got nobody there to hold a light. Like, it's just, it can be very frustrating. And those of us, those, those guys in the room that grew up with dads who ask us to have the responsibility of holding the light, you know how serious that can get in a hurry, right? Like, light's a big deal to dad when he's trying to do something important. Like, some of us, some of us still like, can, like, feel the pain of a blow from where dad was like, I said, hold the light. Quit moving it. Like, light is a big deal. It just makes everything so much easier. And when it's not there, when it's absent, things can get frustrating. Things can increase in their difficulty. And it just takes a whole lot longer to get things accomplished versus if light is present in that place. Light just enhances everything. It enhances life. And I mean that quite literally, too. You know, Alaska has the third highest suicide rate in the country. And it's this statistic that says, they say the only reason why Alaska, one of the only reasons Alaska is so high in its suicide rates is that for the entirety of, for half a year, they have hardly any. And then the seasons change. They go from having 24 hours of daylight to almost 24 hours of darkness. And during that time frame, the suicide rates increase by around 200%. You think light's not important? You think light doesn't enhance life? People have naturally shown that if they are kept in darkness for extended periods of time, it only leads to death and despair. Light not only enhances things itself, it can itself be enhanced. Light can be increased in its intensity. You can go to the home improvement store right now and buy light bulbs of varying intensities. Some that are going to be brighter if you want it, some that are going to be dimmer if you want them. Light itself can be increased in intensity. As a matter of fact, these lights that are on me right now can be increased in intensity with just the turn of a button. The lights that are over you guys right now can be increased in intensity with just the turn of a button. So light itself can be enhanced. It can be increased. And Paul says that's exactly what we need in this current day and age because he says what? The days are evil. These days are dark. And he says what we need is we need light. So that's why he says to these believers, so please look carefully how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. Why? Because the days are evil. So look carefully then, brothers and sisters in Christ, at how you walk as children of light. In other words, he's saying don't do things that are going to dim your light. Don't do things that are going to decrease the intensity of the light that is supposed to be emitting forth from you because the days are evil. The days are dark, and we need to be shining as brightly as we possibly can be to penetrate that darkness. So don't do, don't participate, don't put yourself around things that are only going to dim your light. Rather, put yourself around things that are going to enhance your light. What enhances the light of a believer in Christ? Every single day spending time in the Word enhances the light that goes forth from you. Every single day participating in worship, you don't have to be corporate. Listen, we're here, we're here two days out of the week. Sunday and Wednesday, we gather for corporate worship. The rest of the week, it's us. 
if this is the only time that you get before God and sing and praise and worship, you're dimming your light. It's nowhere near as bright as it could be. If this is the only time you come and you participate in prayer with somebody around you or in prayer yourself, you're only dimming your light. Pray continually. And it enhances your light. Surround yourself with things that are going to enhance your light. Don't put yourself around people that dim your light. Put yourself around godly community, people that enhance the light within you. Now listen, none of this is about us isolating ourselves from people who need Jesus. None of this is about us cutting ourselves off from people who are walking in darkness. But listen, you don't walk day by day with those people. You don't constantly spend the majority of your time with those people. The majority of your time should be spent with people of light. Why? So the next time you find yourself around people in darkness, your light will be as bright as it could possibly be. So it'll be all the more noticeable to them the next time that you get around them. Put yourself around things that are going to enhance the light within you. I got a, I got a, a couple of pictures that I want to show you. I came in here earlier today, and the lights were off, completely off. And I stood back there, and I snapped a picture of this room. And so the first picture I want you to see is the picture that I took where this room is just completely dark. The only thing that, that shows up is just the light from the exit signs in the back. So that's the only light that was evident in this room. And you can see, like, there's, you can somewhat see the chairs. You can see like, that crazy reflection off of Adam's kick drum. And that's pretty much it. We got, like, some kind of weird shadow of the podium over here. There's the thermostat on the wall. That good stuff. You can't make out a whole lot about the room. But I took that picture just naturally. No flash. Just the natural light that has already existed in the room. All right? Here's the next picture. You know what happened in this picture? It's the same picture, except this time I increased the exposure of my camera. And just because I increased the exposure and it allowed a little bit more light in, it increased the brightness and therefore lit up the room in a greater way. What I'm telling you guys is, is that you will put yourself around things. If you will expose yourself to as much light as possible, the more enhanced the light within you is going to become. The brighter you're going to burn for the glory of God. But you have got to expose yourself to light if the brightness within you is going to get any brighter than it currently is. We're surrounded by darkness all the time. This is the one place that we gather together where light is the majority of what's taking place around here. The rest of your week is spent in other places where you are constantly surrounded by darkness. I know y'all know, I know y'all feel the weight of that. This is why we have to have Wednesdays, right? That's why I'm thankful for Wednesdays. Because it's the middle of the week. And for the first half, surrounded by darkness. Participating in the world, going to jobs, going to school. I mean, school is just dark in of itself, right? Like, good grief. Give me a break with school. Who's ready for Christmas break to be here? Oh, my goodness. Come, Lord Jesus. It's dark. Around darkness all the time. And we come here and you get to be a part of life and it's uplifting. It's encouraging. And when you leave this place, most of us feel like we go back into the world burning a little brighter than when we first came in here, Right? 
Why? Because you expose yourself to light. And the more that you open yourself up, the more I open that camera lens up to exposure, the brighter the picture got. The same thing is true in our lives. The more you open yourself up in exposure, the light of God's Word, the light of God's worship, the light of God's people, the more brightly you're going to burn for His glory. I had Luke take one more other picture. I want you to see this one, one of our own. We got us a model for this one. Micah Beerhouse. Hey, listen, this picture, completely normal. Natural lighting and everything. Luke, our social media guy, round of applause for Luke. Luke's awesome, man. He's our creative, our media guy. He is the man. Luke took this picture using his knowledge of lighting to set it up. Perfectly natural. The best exposure that he could give. And then he took another one, except this time, all he did was change the angle a little bit. This is an overexposed shot. In other words, the lighting was in such a way, just by a changing of positions, that it overexposed Micah in the light that he was standing in to where now he's like, he's like a ghost. He's whited out. And nobody would look at that picture and think, oh man, that's, that's, so, that's the one. Putting that one on my social media account. It looks weird. It looks off. It looks out of place. It's the same. He, he did not move. He's in the same place. The only thing that changed was the amount of exposure, the changing of an angle, the differing of the lens, and now he is completely glowing against that darker background that's behind him. I'm telling you, dude, We need some people of God. We need some men and women of God who hang out with God so much, they get a little bit overexposed by His light in their life, and they walk out into this dark world looking ghostly white because they're glowing so greatly with His glory. When Moses came down off of the mountain, after meeting with God, receiving the Ten Commandments, when he came down off that mountain, you know what the people asked him to do? They're like, Moses, whoa! Dude! Put, it, put something over your face. Put a sheet on or something. We can't even look at you. Why? Because his face was so radiantly glowing from having been in the glorious presence of God. It was hurting their eyes to even look at him. That's how we should be in this world. We should be so close to the presence of God all the time. We should be so exposed to the things in the presence of God all the time. When we walk out into a dark world, the darkness's reaction is to go, Ow! My eyes! What what is this bright light? It's almost like it takes them aback. But do we look like that? Is your light emitting? Is your light enhancing? Is your light exposing? Or is it just kind of flickering right now? Teetering between in and out, on or off. We ought to be children of the day, children of light. Walk as children of light. I want us to leave this place this week and go forth in the darkness that's right outside this door right now. Be driven back by a room full of men and women of God, passionately and hotly 
burning bright with the light and glory of Jesus.